0: Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston.
1: You need a strategy that is fluid enough to move with the ebbs and the flows that's happening in today's world.
0: For over two decades, Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners have been helping the people of Boston plan for
1: retirement. We want to make sure that you create an income plan that is going to be sustainable for the rest of your life.
0: And now the 365 Retirement Radio Show and
2: Podcast. And hello again. Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Exactly what it sounds like. If you're listening on the radio, thank you so much. We also have the podcast there for you in case you got to dip out, you got to get out of the car, or you just don't have time. Let's do it on your time. We have the podcast iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. It's right there for you. You can hear full episodes, partial episodes, lots of great advice as far as retirement goes. And that all comes from a guy who's been doing this a while. He's he's been He's got experience. Let's just say that. Sam Lang of Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Sam, how are you
1: doing today? We're doing great. And you know, each and every, like you, to your point, we have been doing this for quite some time, but I still get jacked up and excited each and every weekend to share some ideas. And you really just to talk about the things that really matter and that are important as people, especially in today's landscape, as we retire, get closer to retirement or enjoying retirement, all the things that we really need to be sort of careful about and watch out for. You know,
2: Sam, I, I spent a little time golfing last weekend down in South Carolina. Went and visited a friend. It's always good to have a friend in a really good golf area, you know? Love those, <laughs> love that kind of a friend. And, I got a few of those, too. And while we were down there, we got rained on a little bit. We played a lot of golf. We got rained on again. And, and, you know, I've decided that this is one of the signs that you need to go see a retirement planner. And that is, you're sitting in work at your cubicle. It rained all weekend. You wanted to play golf. And on Monday, it's as sunny as it could possibly be be. And you realize, why am I not out there? And the reason is you're still working and it's Monday. You can't, you don't have a choice. Right. But you will have a choice not too long from now. And that's when I think it's time to say, okay, how can I make it happen so I can go play golf when it's beautiful on my time? That's
1: exactly right. And that's really the reason why each and every show we cover topics, very important topics that affect people as they prepare for retirement. Some of our listeners, they're already enjoying retirement. And, you know, like everything in life, there's pros and cons and good reasons to do something or good reasons not to do something. That's really what the show is all about, to talk about those items and to talk it through.
2: All right. So what do we have on tap for today? I see we have a list we're going to go through today.
1: Yeah. We're going to talk about the six mistakes people make in retirement. And really the idea for today's show is to talk about those mistakes before you make them, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can recognize them before you retire and hopefully correct the course and set yourself up for a better chance or higher probability of success in retirement. So we're going to talk about six things that people should be aware of and the six mistakes not to make.
2: And this, I'm looking at the list here, the number one, I know that people come in and the first thing they say, am I going to be okay? Am I going to run out of money? And we're certainly going to deal with that. But the second question usually on their list is, what am I going to do about Social Security? There's this big pool of money there. I'm going to tap into that. I know that. But I got to do it right. So, Sam, what's what do we need to be thinking about when it comes to
1: that? What well, definitely one of the biggest and the greatest retirement debates, when do I take Social Security? You know, do I take it at 62? Do I wait till full retirement age? Or should I even wait till age 70? Mm-hmm. And it really depends on a bunch of factors and certainly depends on who you talk to. But today, full retirement age uh, for most people that are listening is somewhere between 66 and 67. For me, I'm born after January 2nd of 1960. So full retirement age for me is 67. Hmm. And I think most people know you can start as early as 62. Um, And it really depends, right? It depends on your particular situation. One of the things that we want to think about is your health. You know, how is your health? If your health isn't great, or maybe you have a history of, you know, family, you know, heart disease and all the guys in your family didn't make it to past age seventy five. Maybe you start taking Social Security a little bit earlier. Why? Why wait? Because you can. You need the money. Sometimes we talk to people that are in you know not the best retirement sort of preparedness stage, and they just quite frankly need the money. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot to think about. If you need the money. Start taking it at age sixty two. The problem with taking at age 62, so the flip side of the coin, is that you're really locking in smaller checks, Mm -hmm. but maybe for a longer period of time.
2: So the longer you wait, the bigger your check And then also, if you're married, you brought that up before, is if you lock it in early and you have a lower amount and then you pass
1: away, you kind of lock your spouse into that
2: amount too. And that's not necessarily good.
1: Precisely. And sometimes we might find uh, a couple that has an age gap. Maybe there's a five or six year age gap, Mm -hmm. but they really want to start taking Social Security. After we do an analysis and we take a look at some of the other assets that they might have, we might say to them, okay, well... How about the younger spouse start taking Social Security and the older spouse? Let's wait to age 70 because you can start taking uh, income from your IRAs, maybe some other investments that you have. But let that Social Security build up. Let it build up to a higher amount and a larger amount. So in the event that that person passes away, we know that the law and the Social Security law says the surviving spouse can take the larger check for the rest of his or her life so mm-hmm. that's one opportunity where people can look at but again it really comes back down to sort of where you are in life you know is it important for you to leave something behind to your children uh, here's an example good one of my closest friends is a bricklayer he's in the uh, union mm-hmm. the Mace- he's a mason in the bricklayers union he is i want to say 60 Okay. And I know he's going to work till probably 62 and, and then stop because he's eligible for a pension. He'll be eligible for Social Security. When we had that discussion, I said, you know, Kevin, why wouldn't you wait till at least full retirement age so you can get a larger check? And his response was very simple. He said, Sam, my body's beat up. Yeah. You know, my, my knees hurt because I'm always working outside. My, my ankles, I can't even stand on my own two feet without special sneakers. Uh, You know, my wrist hurts. I'm just beat up. So I don't have a choice. I think I'm going to have to retire before I'm age 62. And I'm going to start collecting Social Security because I need to replace my paycheck. Yeah. So everybody's really different. So what about, I've heard the term
2: break-even point. People say, well, if I take it early, at what point do I break even? Or if I take it late, at what point do I break even? Is that something, explain that to me first, and then is that something
1: that we should take into consideration? Sure. You know, the crossover point, the break-even point, generally speaking, is in your early 80s, like 82, 83 years old. That's to say, well, if I took it at age 62 and I lived sort of, the average life expectancy versus if i let my benefits grow to age 70 that crossover point randy is about age 82 83 years old so the question is well how long are you going to live if you're like my parents my dad died at age 97 so he lived a long time well if i knew that in advance i probably would take the choice of hey deferring my social security to age 70 so it's a larger paycheck Yeah, I might get it for a shorter period of time if I live to only life expectancy, average life expectancy. But in this example, I'm going to live to age 97. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be taking a much larger check for a long period of time. So the question is, would you rather have a smaller check or a larger check for a long period of time, right? So if we knew exactly how long we're going to live, again, one of the factors— It makes a much easier decision, but we don't have the benefit of having that crystal ball and knowing. So that's why on a case-by-case basis, we go through with each and every prospective client what their particular situation is, and then we can make an educated decision on when to take Social Security.
2: You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang, and we're talking today about the six mistakes people make in retirement. Number one is taking Social Security at the wrong time or not having the analysis done, and it's certainly something that Sam and the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners can do for you. Now, let's go to the other side of that coin, Sam, because people want to walk away from work and they want to take their Social Security when they're done. There are other people that will say, well, it's there at 62. I'm still working. Why don't I take that check and give myself a raise? Mm, Might be a mistake.
1: It could be. Uh, If you're taking Social Security and you have earned income. Now, I'm not talking about withdrawals from your savings, your RMDs, maybe your rental income. I'm talking about W-2 income or 1099 income, earned income it can actually backfire on you. So the rule is very simple. If you're age 62 and you're collecting Social Security, but you're still working, you have W-2 income, 1099 income, they're gonna deduct a dollar for every $2 that you earn, anything above about $22,000. Wow. So if you're making 50 grand, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot. If you're at full retirement age, which is for many of our listeners between age 66 and 67, and you are still working, but you're collecting Social Security, they're going to deduct a dollar for every $3 that you're making above about 56500 Okay. So sometimes it doesn't make sense. Now, it's not like you lose it forever because they'll come back and it's pro-route and you play some catch up. But the reality is that if you're expecting, you know, say, $25,000, you might only be getting $10,000 because they're deducting that benefit.
2: So I'm starting to know, you know, people who are in retirement. I, I played golf this past weekend with one guy who's 69 and the other guy who was 70. My best friend has now just had his 70th birthday. And they'll tell me two things. When you go into retirement, Social Security and Medicare are a maze. It was, it's just full of red tape. That's and exactly it is right. really hard to figure. They, and these are smart guys. And, and they, they say, you know what? This just absolutely laid me out. I, there is so much to know. And that's why I think it's important to get some help.
1: You know, one of the things is talk it through. We mm-hmm. just had a situation where somebody came in, husband and wife, no kids, they were just really thinking about themselves. They wanna maximize their retirement like like we all want to do, right? So the topic of social security, when should I take it? Should I take it at retirement full retirement age? Should I, should I wait? And one of the things that we talked about was, hey, what we don't wanna do is to pay too much taxes. I don't think anybody will right. debate that. So they had an IRA, we were talking to them, they're about 67 years old. We said, why don't we start taking out the IRAs now, pay the taxes, So when you are forced to take your required minimum distributions at age 73, your IRA will actually be smaller. So your required minimum distributions, the benefit, the the withdrawal amount will be smaller, less taxes. But then what we're allowing them to do is to build that Social Security benefit up to age 70. So we're going to do it for another four years or so. And in their case, rather than getting about $3,100 a month, they're going to be getting close to $4,000 a month for the rest of their lives and the likelihood is that that social security benefit might not be taxed as much if they took it out early
2: well, Sam, it's all well and good that we're gonna get this check from Social Security, but there's plenty of headlines. As a matter of fact, a couple of headlines just recently saying that the time when they're going to give us less in Social Security is moving closer to us here. You know, they're they're gonna cut it by twenty three percent or twenty percent or something like that. There's a lot of people that say I'm gonna get it at sixty two while the getting's good because I think it's gonna go broke.
1: Yeah, I've read those same headlines and you know, unfortunately the news and the media. They do a really good job scaring the crap out of all of mm-hmm. us, right? You know, it's going to go broke. Well, Social Security is not going to go broke. But let me take you back and give you a little history lesson on Social Security. Social Security was created back in the 1930s. First check was cut in 1940. And Randy, I think we can all agree, life in 1940 was a lot different than yeah. life today, right? Yeah. People didn't live as long. People retired early and lived you know, 10 years, and then they passed away. And there was a lot more people working at that time, putting money into the Social Security system for every one person retiring. Back in those days, that ratio was about 14 people working to every one person getting the benefit, one person retiring. Today, people are living longer, and there's only about three people working for every one person retiring. And that person that retired is now taking advantage of Social Security for 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. That's why all the headlines are saying, hey, Social Security is going to have to do something, and the benefits that we said we were going to give you will be now reduced somewhere between, say, 20 to 25%. Not great news. If that decision was to be made today and the votes went in, I think somewhere along the line, my children and my grandchildren and your children and mm-hmm. grandchildren will be paying the piper for us. But that decision probably won't be made for another 10 years which one of the problems is sort of the voting block, the demographics of the voting block 10 years from now is gonna be a lot different than what it is now. Most of it today is baby boomers. 10 years from now, very few will be baby boomers. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine our children voting to increase social security tax so their parents and grandparents can get what they were promised? Probably not gonna happen. Yeah. So. I don't want to, you know, make it sound like a bigger problem, but that's another piece of the puzzle. We need to sort of figure out on a case by case basis when is the right time to start taking Social Security. At the end of the day, if you're not at full retirement age, you don't think you're gonna, you know, have a long retirement journey, great longevity. Maybe you you wouldn't mind having the extra money, and you're worried about that paycheck being cut. Hey, listen. Maybe the decision is to take it early.
2: So we talk about the importance of sitting down with Sam and the team and and getting some help with this. Sam, you could do your homework and you think you got it all buttoned up and all the boxes are all checked off. And then you hear something like this and you go, wow, this is more complicated than what I thought. And it it actually, if you could make a mistake, you could put your retirement in jeopardy.
1: 100%. There's so much to unpack here. We've talked just about one subject, Social Security. And it's literally like, you know, a quarter of the show. So there's a lot to unpack and really at the at the end of the day, because retirement today operates according to an entirely new set of rules. And you really just need a strategy that is fluid enough to move with the ebbs and the flows that are happening in today's world. That's why I think it's really important to work with a financial retirement professional that understands what your particular situation is and how to go about finding a solution to your problems. And
2: as we go through this, Sam, it seems like, you know, a one-page report is just not going to get it done. There there are so many ways. I mean, even with Social Security, it sounds as if there's a lot of analysis and a lot of math that has to go into it. And that's really going to take somebody who who does this for a living, isn't
1: it? Uh, 100%. You know, that's why we offer the 365 retirement plan. It's a full, comprehensive retirement plan that takes a look at your particular situation from all aspects of what's important in retirement. And and that's much different than just, hey, I got a spreadsheet. I got this one page report that says I'm going to be fine.
2: Well, that is the big question that we all have. Am I going to be okay? Am I going to be fine in retirement? And it takes a little bit of math. That's why we have the 365 retirement plan. We say working every day of the year so you don't have to. You've worked for the last 45 years or 40 years or 30 years or whatever it's been, and now you want your money to work for you. So that takes a little bit of work. That takes a little bit of planning. So if you're age 55 or older and you've saved $500,000 or more for retirement, that's where the real power of planning kicks in give us a call or use our website 617-440-9365 is our number set up a 15-minute strategy call just a call to get your questions answered maybe that's the number one question on your list What do I do about Social Security? When should I take Social Security? We can answer that question for you. You can also use our website, which is 365retirement.com. And up in the upper right-hand corner, you're going to see Talk to an Advisor. If you click on that, a calendar will actually open up, and you can schedule your time. Take 15 minutes to talk about the next 20 or 30 years of your life. Let's get some math along with your hard work that you've been saving All these years. Again, 365retirement.com or 617-440-9365. We'll continue with the six mistakes that you want to avoid when it comes to planning for retirement. Coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and podcast.
3: Time, it moves differently now, quicker than it did when I was younger. So So much, in fact, I I appreciate it more.
0: Time, it turns out, is something to be respected. Like they say, it waits for no one. There was a time when I wished I could have some of it back.
3: Now, I look at it differently.
0: I can't bargain with time. I can't manipulate it. Just respect and make, make the, the
3: most of it. it. Case in point, I've never once regretted the time I spend with my grandchildren. I can read to my granddaughter's class. Or when I grab my rod and reel and head off to the lake. No more rushed three-day weekends. Now when I do those things, I find it's time well spent. Now we leave on Tuesday. To be honest, I never thought retiring would be a good use of my time. But like I said, I look at it differently now. It kind of changes your perspective. Time is a gift, and so is taking some of my time to find someone who helped me plan. Plan for this time in my life, my My retirement. retirement. You can do what you want, but if it were me... I wouldn't waste one more moment
2: of of time. time. Make the time to plan for your retirement. Contact Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Online you can find us at 365retirement.com. We're going through the six mistakes that people make in retirement. First one about Social Security. When do I take Social Security? What about taking Social Security while I'm working? Going through that one as well. And now Sam, one of the other things that we wonder about is where my money is. Am I too conservative? Am I too aggressive? You know, if I'm too conservative, I may not make it. If I'm too
1: aggressive, I may lose it. These are big questions. Um, certainly a lot of things to think about, and especially in today's, you know, volatile markets, a lot of times people say, "Oh, I listen, I'm so close to the end. I've lost some money. I'm going all cash. I'm going conservative, right? That can be good or it can hurt you. And it really depends on, again, we say this over and over and I hate to Keep sounding like a broken record, but every person's situation is so different. And it really depends on your retirement journey, what you're trying to accomplish, how much you've saved, how long you think you're going to live, do you have a pension, et cetera, et cetera. But getting back to are we being too conservative or are we being too aggressive? So here's an example. We meet a lot of people that have said to me, Sam, I got everything in the bank, I wanted FDIC insured. Uh, you know, yes, I can make more money, but I'd rather just keep what I have. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and you say, okay, well, that's fine, I completely respect that. But I've met so many people, Randy, that have had money in the banks earning, say, one percent for five, six, seven years, or even longer. And those accounts, especially right now with interest rates a little bit higher, they they don't automatically just get the higher rate. You actually have to open up a new account to get the higher rate. So I just had an instance where we sat down with somebody and we just did the math. We said, look, you got $500,000 sitting in the bank earning 1%, all right? So that's $5,000. Well, if you paid attention a little bit and instead of earning one, let's just say you earned four, which is the going rate today in most one to three-year CDs, that's an extra 3% a year. 3% a year on $500,000, let's do the math together, that's $15,000, right? Uh 15,000 times five, that's 75,000 without even compounding interest. So it could easily be a six-figure swing by not being too conservative. Yet,
2: Sam, we talk about all the
1: time, you have
2: to be comfortable with the risk you're taking with your money. If you're a conservative person, you want to have a conservative approach to this, but you don't want
1: that to hurt you so that you can't achieve your goals. That's, that's exactly right. I completely understand and I agree with you. You know, you got to make sure you match up, you know, what fits, right? You can't put a square pick in a round hole. So if I'm a super conservative person, why would I be risking my money? Well, that said, if you haven't done an analysis... And kind of figured out well, hey, listen i'm going to get x amount of dollars after i stop working just from social security but i need to replace a portion of my paycheck and i need to take out say two thousand dollars a month for my savings well if you haven't gone through that exercise and realized that well it's two thousand dollars a month today randy but what about two years from now mm-hmm. five years from now with inflation is that going to be more and then you mash it up by saying hey you know what i'm conservative i'm afraid of losing money but therefore i have all my money in the bank We might be able to come back to you and say, look, that's great. You could ultimately make your choices and make your own decisions. But understand something, if your money doesn't earn a little bit more for you, you're not going to have enough money in your retirement. And then when somebody hears that, they understand that there's a sort of, you know, that old saying, you never put all your eggs in one basket. So in this case, you can't be probably too conservative because you're not going to have enough money to last you during your retirement.
2: Yeah. How many people come in and say, I didn't save enough or I was too conservative with my money. So I got to really hit a home run here right before retirement. And
1: that can be devastating too. I I need to find the next Amazon. I need to find the next Tesla. You know, I need to hit that home run and that grand slam. Well, again, if they haven't done the plan, if they haven't done the math to say, hey, you know what? You're absolutely right. You didn't save enough money and you need to earn, you know, double digits in order for it to make it work. Well, if that's the case, then, of course, you need to take on some risk. But you might be thinking about that just in your head. And after we do the analysis and we're able to say to you, you know what? If we have a little bit of money at risk and we have a portion of, the, say, a good portion of your money that's safe, just like what you want it to, to be, you'll be fine as well. So, again, I guess what I'm saying is you got to find the right balance. It's really hard to predetermine what that right balance is without doing the math. And I think that
2: what Sam is talking about right now is exactly why we have this show, is to get you thinking. And there might be some boxes that you have not checked off. You may have done a lot of things to prepare for retirement, but then you listen to this and you go, wow, there's a few things here that are a little more complicated than what I thought. And Sam, that's where it's time to sit down at the table and put pencil to paper.
1: 100%. You know, it seems crazy to me that people spend more time planning for their next vacation than they do for their retirement, which could easily last 20 to 30 years. I've seen people come in and say, hey, you know what? I'm prepared because I have, you know, seven figures in my 401k plan. Well, all right, great. Congratulations. But did you do an analysis to see how much you can actually take out, how long that money is going to last based on certain assumptions with taxes and inflation? The answer is many times, no. So what people need and people need to recognize, Randy, is we need to have a comprehensive retirement plan. Our 365 retirement plan addresses exactly that. And it's able to sort of maneuver and be flexible enough to move with the ebbs and the flows of what's going on in today's world, which is, at the end of the day, ever changing. So, We want to give people that opportunity, Randy.
2: So what do you do about Social Security? What do you do about market money? Where do I put my money? All good questions. That's what the 365 Retirement Plan is built for. If you're 55 years of age or older and you've saved $500,000 for retirement because that's where the real power of planning starts to really show the benefit, give us a call or use our website and let's sit down And well, let's start with a phone call. We call it a 15-minute strategy call. Just getting your questions out on the table, very, very simply, 617-440-9365. You can set up the call right there. You can also use our website, which is 365retirement.com. There's a button at the upper right-hand corner that says talk to an advisor. And when you click on that, a calendar will open up and you can just schedule it right there. Let's get your questions answered. Let's get something down on paper for you. When it comes to your retirement, we're going through a list of the six mistakes that you want to avoid when it comes to retirement planning, and we'll continue with that coming up next here on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and podcast.
3: Time. It moves differently now, quicker than it did when I was younger. So much, in fact, I appreciate it more.
0: Time, it turns out, is something to be respected. Like they say, it waits for no one. There was a time when I wished I could have some of it back. Now, I look at it differently. I can't bargain with time. I can't
3: manipulate it. Just respect and make, make the most, most of it. Case in point, I've never once regretted the time I spend with my grandchildren. I can read to my granddaughter's class. Or when I grab my rod and reel and head off to the lake. No more rushed three-day weekends. Now when I do those things, I find it's time well spent. Now we leave on Tuesday. To be honest, I never thought retiring would be a good use of my time. But like I said, I look at it differently now. It kind of changes your perspective. Time is a gift, and so is taking some of my time to find someone who helped me plan. Plan for this time in my life, my My retirement. retirement. You can do what you want, but if it were me... I wouldn't waste one more moment of of time. time.
2: Make the time to plan for your retirement. Contact Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners at 365retirement.com. And welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. And today, Sam, giving people some information about maybe some things that they should avoid when it comes to planning for retirement.
1: The six mistakes people make in retirement, we want to talk about them now so you're not making them as you prepare for your own retirement. And, you know, Randy, each and every show we cover such, in my opinion, important topics that affect people as they prepare, they get ready for retirement. And there's just so much to go over and unpack. And like everything else in life, there's pros and mm-hmm. there's cons and there's very few instances where something or some topic might be all pluses and or, or all minuses, mm-hmm. right? So the idea for us in each and every week is to go over all the facts so that our listeners can make up their own mind. Just be educated and make an educated decision knowing what we know now and knowing all the pluses and the minuses are very important. And it's really the first step. So our listeners can make, as I said earlier, they own informed and educated decisions
2: well as we say we're going to go through retirement once Sam you go through it every day and have been every day for the last 30 years so you've got a, a different perspective on this and in our list the six mistakes people make in retirement we've already gone through when do I take Social Security the up and down of taking it early taking it late and then some people will say I'm going to take my Social Security and give myself a raise at age 62 even though I'm working and there's some ups and some downs of that and we've also talked about being being too conservative or being too risky when it comes to where you place your money. So number four on our list, Sammy, is overexposure to one stock or asset class. I imagine you have some people that will come in and say, look at how much I have in my 401k, and you find it's all in one company stock.
1: You know, ever since like Enron and and WorldCom and Polaroid and the dot-com bubble and General Motors, I think we find that less but we do, Randy, from time to time. In fact, we had a, I won't say the company's name, we had a gentleman that worked for this publicly traded company and literally, just like back in the day, you know, when you worked at GE, you only had GE stock, he only had to stock the company that he worked for. So that could be a problem, and not just money in one particular company, but if you have all of your money or a lot of your money in a particular asset class, That's kind of like having all your eggs in one basket as well.
2: Well, unpack that for me. Asset class? Do we mean all tech? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, can you imagine right now if you had all of your or most of your holdings in bank stocks? Not good, (laughs) right? (laughs) I own like three of them, and they're all down. Okay, Uh, ever since the SVB fiasco, Mm -hmm. every most people or, or a lot of investors feel like you know banks are like evil, and we're gonna. Well, if that's the sentiment for consumers that's why bank stocks have been going down even good ones have been going down so yeah you want to make sure you're properly diversified you know my partners john and ryan and, and myself we're able to help our clients as a team and each one of us we have a different specialty but really what they do and they do a great job is analyzing what you have and if it's appropriate for you i can't tell you how many times We've met people, and they, they'll say exactly what you say. Yeah, I'm, I'm balanced, so I'm diversified. And we come to the conclusion after doing the analysis, they're not. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we are mindful of that and, and be aware of where you're putting your money because it could help you in- Just like two sides of the coin, it can also hurt you.
2: So there's a saying on Wall Street, Sam, there's a bull market someplace. So we go through these cycles in the economy, the up and the down and the ebb and the flow, and certain things do well during certain parts of the economy. And if we go down into a recession, certain things suffer and other things do well. So I have no idea where to put my money during these cycles, but that's where you live.
1: Well, that's why it's important to be working with a financial professional, so they can help you, mm-hmm. you know. Like right now, in, in addition to just the overall market sentiment and volatility, there are things that we still have to worry about. You know, COVID isn't over, right? Right. The war in Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine, that's not over. Right. So, what asset class works well during times of war? Well, defense stocks, okay. energy stocks, commodities. Those things work pretty well. What hurts you? You know, luxury goods um, like Louis Vuitton and maybe travel companies, travel stock. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking with some rep at a, you know, big box mutual fund company, they're not going to bring this into play based on your own particular situation. They might know what you have in, in your 401k plan, but they don't know how long your your folks lived and what your longevity is, what your health is. They don't know if you care about leaving money behind to your children or not. All of those things are discussed in a meeting when we first meet with somebody. And that's really important to discover because that has an an overflowing effect on ultimately where you put your money.
2: So, Sam, that's a great segue into what we're experiencing right now because, you know, you and I have been doing the show for a number of years, you for a lot more years than me, but we didn't have interest rates like we have right now. And all of a sudden there's a shift going on and people saying, hey, look at this. I don't have to have my money at risk or in the market. I can get 5% over here. And that's a pretty good example of the times change and we have to change with them.
1: That's why you have to have a plan that is willing to go with the ebbs and the flows of what's going on today, mm-hmm. right? We talk about that all the time. Yeah, we're, we're seeing interest rates at probably a two-decade high, yeah. you know? So, yeah, having making sure that, as we're talking about, having an overexposure to either one stock or one asset class, that's why it's important to be well-diversified, well-balanced. And today, the choices that you can consider may not have existed two years ago. Uh You know, I use this analogy. I had a woman ask me the other day when she said, well, I worked for this company for 20 years, and then I just started working for this new company about three years ago, and I rolled over my old 401k into this new 401k. And her question was very simple. Did I do the right thing? And it was really hard for me to answer because I didn't see her statement, but what my sort of example was, one one of the problems with... Most 401ks is that your choices are limited. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be 30 or 40 choices. So I said to her, I says, Where do you live? She said, Well, I live in Burlington, Mass. I said, Well, you know, let's say there's 50 restaurants in Burlington, Massachusetts. But how many restaurants are in all of Massachusetts? You know, thousands, right? Mm-hmm. So if you said, I'm only going to go out to dinner in Burlington, Mass for the rest of my life, well, guess what? You got those 50 choice, 50 restaurants to choose from, then that's it. Yeah. Kind of like, hey, we got a lot of choices today. And if, we want to talk about, you know, maybe you're 62 and you have overexposure on one asset class and you're looking to maybe layer in some protection. What are some of your choices? Well, guess what? We need to have that conversation and talk about what's available out there for you to to put your hard-earned money into. That is going to work better for you.
2: You bring up another really good point there, Sam, of people who have multiple 401ks. I have two, uh, one from an old employer and one in my current employer. And I know that there's probably people out there who have, maybe have three or four. And you tend to do the same thing over and over again. You put money in an index fund. You put money in this fund. And if you put all of that together, there's a thing called overlapping. All of a sudden, you've got four 401ks all invested in the same thing. And when that thing
1: goes down, you suffer terribly. Just like, you know, having too much in one stock, you could also have over diversification. Mm-hmm. We've met people that have, you know, a hundred positions in an account that has, you know, two hundred and twenty thousand dollars in it. So that's over-diversification. Okay. And that's why, again, coming back to what we're talking about right now, can we have overexposure to either one stock or one asset class? A lot of times people don't even realize that they have that problem. So again, sitting down. Doing the analysis, taking a closer look, taking a deeper dive at what you have and understanding, hey, yeah, you're well diversified or you might think you're well diversified, but guess what? You own a lot of the same stuff. It might be in different companies, but it's all in the same asset classes, all tech. It's all, you know, bank stocks, whatever the case may be. That's the important thing to recognize as you go into retirement and prepare properly for retirement.
2: You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Today, we're going through the six mistakes people make in retirement. When do I take Social Security? Working while you take Social Security, being too conservative or too aggressive with your money, and having too much of one stock or one asset class. As we go through our list here, I hope you're taking notes, and I hope you're probably feeling, wow, I might be over my skis with this because this is a little more complicated than what I thought. And Sam, that is really why we have this show. And that is why you make your offers to people of
1: the 365 retirement plan. Yeah, exactly. And every topic that we discuss on these shows are super important for everybody that's listening right now. And you really want to understand and be educated what the pros and the cons of every decision so you can be prepared and make an informed decision As you go into retirement make some educated decisions our 365 retirement plan is really how you can get started because that's the analysis that's the foundation that's going to tell you if you're on track or not or or what things that you can do differently that's going to give you and improve your probability of success we want to have that opportunity if people are listening you can reach us by calling 617-440 9365 i will personally call you back and answer your questions or if you want to book a 15-minute strategy call you can go online to 365retirement.com up in the right hand corner just click on talk to an advisor and you'll be able to just at your leisure choose the time one of us will call you back and answer your questions
2: When you think about what you know about finances, what you know about retirement, what you know about markets, maybe everything that you've learned has been either in school or from your parents or from that person that you sit next to at work and they seem to have it together and they know what they're doing. But as Sam says many times, this is not your grandfather's retirement. This is not your father's retirement. This is a whole different set of circumstances that we're dealing with now because years ago there were pensions, there was Social Security, and there was your savings. And that was it. And now it's a lot more complicated than that. And we want to make sure that you have a plan to deal with the complexities of what retirement is today. Give us a look on our website. Give us a call. 365retirement.com is our website. And you can start right there. We're going to continue with the six mistakes people make as they plan for retirement and how to avoid them. Coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast.
3: Time. It moves differently now, quicker than it did when I was younger. So much, in fact, I appreciate it more.
0: Time, it turns out, is something to be respected. Like they say, it waits for no one. There was a time when I wished I could have some of it back. Now, I look at it differently. I can't bargain with time. I can't manipulate it. Just respect and make, make the, the most of it. Case
3: in point, I've never once regretted the time I spend with my grandchildren. I read to my granddaughter's class. Or when I grab my rod and reel and head off to the lake. No more rushed three-day weekends. Now when I do those things, I find it's time well spent. Now we leave on Tuesday. To be honest, I never thought retiring would be a good use of my time. But like I said, I look at it differently now. It kind of changes your perspective. Time is a gift. And so is taking some of my time to find someone who helped me plan. Plan for this time in my life. My My retirement. retirement. You can do what you want. But if it were me. I wouldn't waste one more moment of of time. time.
2: Make the time to plan for your retirement. Contact Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners at 365retirement.com. Okay, Sam, so as we're going through our list here, one of the big questions that we have is, I've saved all this money, and what people will do is they'll say, okay, I'll probably live in retirement 25 or 30 years, I'll just take that number, and I'll divide it by that number, and that's how much I have to spend for the year. Is
1: it really that simple? (laughs) Only if it was that simple, Randy. The answer is no, it's not that simple. Okay. I mean, you got a lot of things going on, right? What if you live longer than 30 years? Right. Right? What about inflation? You know, if you divide, let's say, just use round numbers, you get three hundred thousand. You divide by thirty every year, you can spend ten grand. Well, what about five years from now? Ten thousand dollars doesn't have the same purchasing power as today in two thousand twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, a sustainable withdrawal rate is really nothing more than an estimated percentage of savings that you're able to withdraw each and every year without running out of them. That's the really key word there without running out of money. It's very simple just to take what you have divided by how many years. That's not the trick. The other thing is people say, well, you know, what is that percentage? And I've heard of the 4% rule. Uh-huh. That is a rule of thumb. Rule of thumb is, has been for many years. Somewhere between 4 to 5% of savings you can take out in your first year. But the trick here, not the trick, but the, the real problem here is most people don't account for inflation. So we need to adjust that amount each and every year. If it's 4%, well, it's a little bit more because next year, things will cost more. Price of gas will cost more. Price of eggs will cost more. Everything will cost more. We need to take out a little bit more. And then really, your sustainable withdrawal rate will also depend on things that you can't control. Like we talked earlier about how long you live, inflation, market returns. So we want to make sure that people have a good mix based on their retirement age and where their money is is placed
2: so you've told me many times if let's just say if you have a million dollars and you want to take out fifty thousand dollars a year okay that seems like a reasonable amount of money that you can take out but if the market is pulling back by 20 or 30 percent suddenly that million dollars isn't a million dollars anymore and that math is not working for you
1: that's right I mean this I think two things that people need to account for one as I said earlier inflation so we use an example let's say you have $500,000, right? You said, "Okay, well, 4% of 500,000 is $20,000. I can I can work with that." That's what, exactly what I'm going to need each and every year to enjoy my retirement. Well, $20,000 is going to be a little bit more next year because if we add inflation say of 3%, that 20,000 isn't 20,000 anymore. It, it might look more like 20,700. Know, and then the year after that might look more closer to, you know, 21,200. So we need to take out more and more. The second thing is now, we know that. We know we need to take out 20, 21 grand. Well, do we want to take $20,000 on something that is losing value? Mm -mm. Of course not, right? So we need to have a balance and we talk about the bucket approach, have money set aside for income. And that income and that bucket is designed to exactly do that, give you income, regardless if the Dow is at 30,000 or at 40,000, regardless if the market is up, or down, backwards, or sideways. We want to make sure we have enough money set aside to replace your paycheck. And then the real good idea is to make sure that you're going to be okay for the rest of your life is obviously to have some money, hedge your bets. You might need to take on some risks, but really go for the gusto. Go for that home run. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to be relying on that in challenging times like we're facing right now.
2: And this is one of the big things that we've talked about over the years is, as people try to do this themselves, their answer to this to income is just peeling money off the top. I have saved a million dollars. I'll take $50,000 a year. I'll get my Social Security and I should be just fine. But if that money is placed in the market, suddenly you see yourself behind. Then you want to catch up. Then you put more risk in. It's a hole that people dig themselves it into and really it can be a is. problem.
1: And that's why I think it's in, you know, we, we joked around earlier that today's retirement isn't your grandfather's retirement anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's really just a very matter of fact, but very true statement. You know, in, when my grandfather, even my parents, when they retired, they had the three-legged stool. They had pensions, they had Social Security. They didn't have to worry about Social Security running out. They, you know, they knew what they were going to get. And then they also had some savings that they can fall back on if they needed a little bit more. And if things weren't great or the market was down, they still had their pension and their Social mm-hmm. Security today. Again, a little bit different. A lot of it is on you. You, We got to rely on you. So there's so many factors that go into how much money you can take out, what your withdrawal rate is. You know, one of the things is like health issues, right? You know, what if you have a family of, you know, long life? We need to take that into consideration, which means your retirement might need to last more than just say 30 years. It might need to last 40 years. So if you're not having your money in the right places, properly structured. Maybe your withdrawal rate isn't 4%. Maybe it's 3%. So we need to take that all into consideration. You know, so much to impact, but the takeaway here, and I'm going to give you our listeners four tips. One, estimate how long you think you'll be living based on your current health and your family history. And add a few years to that. Always overestimate. Number two, evaluate how much risk you can live with. We can say all the right things, but if you can't live with the risk, then that's a different story. So you have to evaluate how much risk you can live with. Three, choose an appropriate mix of investments. That's really where we can come in and help. Do we have over diversification? Are we we invested too much in one particular asset class? Do we have all of our money designed for growth and nothing for income? Do we have all of our money designed for income and not hedging against inflation? We want to have the right mix. And then lastly, make sure no matter what equation, no matter what formula you use, make sure that your money is going to last by choosing a combination of the right withdrawal rate and the asset mix. So that's the takeaway to the question of how much can I take out of my investment? What withdrawal rate can I take? It's a long answer, but it's a very important question to have the right answer.
2: You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show with Sam Lang at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners and today we're going through the six mistakes people make in retirement and planning for retirement. Number 1 is taking social security at the wrong time, too early, too late, and not not doing the analysis on that. Maybe taking social security at 62 and then continuing to work and not realizing that there's a lot of taxes that go along with that. Number 3 on our list is being too conservative or even being too aggressive can really hurt you. Number 4 too much in one stock or one asset class, having all your eggs in one basket, and then not having a good withdrawal strategy when it comes to your money. And number six on our list is one of those conversations that's a little difficult to have, and you might be avoiding it, and that is not having a plan for long-term care or having any kind of an estate plan. And Sam, I know that's one that, you know, after everything is done, the taxes and the fees and the investments and the social security and all is done, We have to have this conversation and sometimes people just kind of cross their arms and legs and they
1: don't necessarily want to talk about it. We kick the can down the road and we don't want to disturb, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's very important. There are time and time again where we've seen people not properly plan for long-term care expenses or even just have a will or maybe they need a trust and they don't get around to doing it and then something bad happens that, you know, the family doesn't speak to each other anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean who who wants that, right? So statistics show that seventy percent of adults over the age of sixty-five, Randy, will need some form of long term care. And what I mean I don't I don't mean like prescription, I don't mean like going to the doctors. I'm talking about, you know, ten thousand dollars a month worth of long term care, either in home health care or you are you might be in an assisted living, or maybe you're in a nursing home. Those things cost money. So do the math. You know, If you save the million dollars, but now you increase your expenses by, say, 100000 or $150,000 a year, that million dollars isn't going to last too long. Mm-hmm. So we want to find the right solution for people as they think about long-term care expenses. There are many different ways of of fixing the potential problem. You can use trusts. You can put things in, in an irrevocable trust, and after five years, that house or that money is protected from the attachments of nursing home. You can go out and buy long-term care insurance. It works. It's just really expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many people take a sort of modern-day approach to what they call hybrid insurance policies, which is a combination of life insurance and long-term care. I actually have some of this. Um, I have it because I need life insurance. But my life insurance policy allows me, if I need home health care, or I need a nursing home care, as long as I can't do the two of the six activities of daily living, I can start drawing while I'm still alive from the death benefit to pay for those expenses now. So that's another option. But my point is, don't underestimate people. I hear people say, well, you know, we'll just take care of each other at home. Easier said than done. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we have those things in place
2: and medicare does not deal with medicare that medicare does
1: not de- pay nope. for that that's for okay.
2: sure so sam these are this is a great list that we've gone through today and it might uh, pique some people's interest and say okay i got that box checked off that one but boy that one I haven't even thought about. So it can get a little more complicated than what you think. And when you go into retirement, you got to have a plan to do it. And, then, and Sam, that is why we have this show, and that is why we have the 365 retirement plan.
1: Exactly. Like we said earlier, it's not your grandfather's retirement anymore. That's yeah. why you need a strategy today that's going to be fluid enough to work with uh, you know, what's going on, all the changes, and it has to be able to move with the ebbs and the flows of what's happening in today's world. We want you
2: to go into retirement with some confidence, not scared, knowing that the money's going to be there. And we want to answer that question Am I going to be okay? Let's get the answer to that question. And we can do that very simply. Give us a call at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, 617-440-9365, 617-440-9365, and set up a 15-minute strategy call. So we actually just get on the phone and answer your questions. And if that leads to us sitting down at the table and putting some papers out on the table and say, well, here's what I've saved. Here's my 401k. How are we going to make this work for the next 10, 15, 20 years or more? That's what it is to have a plan and a strategy for retirement. You can do the same thing by using our website. This is real easy, 365retirement.com. Up in the upper right-hand corner, it says talk to an advisor. If you click on that button right there, a calendar opens up, and you can just actually schedule it according to your calendar right there. But the important thing is to get the conversation going. 617 440 9365 or 365retirement.com. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you next week here on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. For a complimentary meeting and to build your personalized 365 retirement plan, contact Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners at 617 440 9365 or online at 365retirement.com.